Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there and welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm your host, Lydia Pierre, CEO of Pierre Branding Group. And I am here with Lejeune Singleton, who is a board certified health coach, nutritional lifestyle coach, an advanced personal trainer, mindset strategist, podcaster, and author. Hey, Lejeune. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. We're so excited to have this amazing conversation with you about mind, body, and soul and the way you can achieve success through all those different things. Because you being who you are, I'm sure that you have a lot of different techniques and little lots of skill sets that you've acquired over the years um, that have helped you in all those areas, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's always a continuous thing because I think when people think when they go to a coach or therapist and they start working out that that's, you know, they got it. And it's like, no, it's it's always something that's coming up. It's always something new that you learn about yourself or something new that you need to work on when it comes to you for you to be a better person. So it's always something. Right, right, right. And, and that's the beauty of it, because the reason behind even getting a coach in the first place is because you probably reached a place where you couldn't evolve on your own anymore. But as you work with the coach, you continue to evolve. So to think that you can just, okay, I, I got it from here. And then you stop, then you kind of just kind of set yourself back a bit. And that's the thing, because simply most people come to me for personal training. And I think people have the ideal of, oh, I just need personal training. I need to change my diet. And it doesn't work like that. If you have something you've been battling with for years and you have not resolved that or released that or forgave that and let that go, you are not going to be successful. You'll lose the weight, but you will be right back where you were gaining the weight back. So, um, you know, that's the first thing I ask clients. Like, why haven't you been successful? What's been going on? You know, have you resolved past traumas? Um, is it something recent? Is it stress from your job? Is it family relationship? What is it? So we really dive into that. And even if I am personal training them and I see that they're having an off day, sometimes we will just have a health coaching session because it's like, well, it's no, it's not really a point in having a personal training session when you're dealing with the stress. It's going to whatever happened, it's going to be on your mind as you're trying to go to sleep at night and it's still there. And then sometimes we wake up and it's there the next day and we like, oh, well, I'm in a bad mood and I don't know why I'm in a bad mood because you still carrying yesterday. Right, right. Exactly. And I, I love that you incorporate and have all those in your wheelhouse because um, a lot of shows and things like that you might see might tell you just work out through the pain and that's a way to just release and stuff like that. But by, by what you're saying, it's actually beneficial for you to take a moment, get your mind right before you even start training because it has um, direct effects on your body. 
You know, because if you think about it, if you're holding in everything that's going on, you need to talk about it. You need that moment of it. You know, we have those moments where we call in our girlfriends. We like, girl, what happened with da, 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 da. And your girlfriend don't get a word in. And then you, you know, be like, well, how was your day? So it, you need that because most of the women that I've worked with, they don't have that support system. They don't have that person to listen to them. And they need that because for some of them, it's like, you know, I'll tell them, hey, you know, you can text me if you're having a stressful week or you have questions about nutrition, you can text me. And they're like, oh, I didn't want to bother you. That's what you pay me for. <laughs> so it's okay. It's, it's okay. You, you paid me to bother me. But it it also gives that accountability. It gives that support. It lets them know that somebody's here that cares about you. And even clients that I don't even work with anymore, they still text me. They tell me their wins and they're like so excited. And they're like, hey, thank you. You were, you know, you helped to push me to this. You you made me feel like I was good enough and I was able to do it. So that's, you know, I look at those things because it it does take that pouring into others to see help them see themselves in a better light. Because sometimes we're not given that, especially maybe due to our upbringings or our relationships or situationships we've been in. Right. And, you know, like they say, you can't see the forest from the trees. So if you're in the problem, it's kind of hard to have an objective view from it um, to be able to see how you can get out of it or how you can resolve it. And you being there as their coach in those many ways, not only with the personal training, you are part of their journey essentially, which is probably why they feel the need to like, oh my God, I gotta let her know what happens, right? And <laughs> I you get excited. Yeah, I get excited about it. I was like, oh yes, okay, yes, girl, yes. You know, I get excited because, you know, I look at the start, it's like kind of like, you raising a child and you see where they started and you see where they are now. And it's just so awesome. Like yeah. it's amazing. It's beautiful to have a front row seat to that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So talk to us about when it comes to the mind and body. I know there are a lot of things out there and such, but you being someone who's also an athlete because you ran track, you played some basketball, all of that, I mean, all those amazing things that an athlete has to do in order to prepare for that kind of skill set. Because a lot of times you have to push yourself as an athlete, correct? Like, yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of mind work that has to be done when you're running and you feel like you can't do it, your legs don't want to go, but you got to tell it to go now. We got to make it to the end. And so, how does the mind and body work together, or how have you been able to master that communication process? So, it, it is a communication process because it's, it's that connectivity. Um, you know, you have to talk to yourself. Like it's days that I don't want to work out. And, you know, I, I'll say, um, well, you didn't work out yesterday. So you have to work out today because you have to invest in your health and your fitness and your body. So you have to do that for you. And it's non-negotiable um, because, you know, I'm eating the right nutrition, but at the same time, I still need to be active and mobile um, because it is, you know, arthritis in my family is um, 
cardiac issues, it's diabetes, it's high cholesterol. So I don't have those issues, but just to make sure I don't get there, I want to make sure I'm doing the things that I need to do for me. And I also want to be the picture of example to my clients. I can't be telling my clients to do something and I'm personally not doing it myself. So it is that connectivity because, you know, if you think about when you're stressed out, the first thing is you're getting a headache or your stomach starts to hurt. Yeah. It's that connective. It's that if you're constipated or, you know, you get a headache and it throws you off, it throws your mood off. It, it's all that connectivity, the mind and the body, because all of a sudden, you know, your mood, you got an attitude, you don't know why. It's because you ain't went to the bathroom. So it's like, oh, well, that's it. So, um, Think about your stomach. It affects your back. There's so many things that's connective that we don't think about. And the mind and the gut is definitely something that's connective. Um, in so many ways, when you're stressed out, you get bloated. Your cortisone levels start to rise. So it's, it's, it is that connectivity. Um, you know, I think another thing when people think of working out, if your stress level is high, you're still going to have that stomach because you haven't been able to deal with your stress level or learn how to manage your stress level. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so even with all the working out and trying to do spot training, which you, I know you can't do technically, but um, with all of that, if your mind, if you are stressed, so you're saying it could be attributing to that belly fat that you're trying to lose that won't go anywhere or the stubborn cellulite and things of that nature, because your body thinks it's going through something traumatic? Yeah, so it is a combination of things. It's also what we eat. Um, a lot of people aren't aware that some of the foods that you eat cause food sensitivities. So it could be that chicken that you eat. It could be those eggs that you're eating. It could be nuts. It could be so many um, bread that's gluten. It could be things that's causing the bloating and inflammation and also how we chew our foods. Now we're always in a rush, if you think about it. We're not chewing our food like we used to. We chew like two or three times and we swallow it because we're in a rush. Or either we wait to the last minute and we're starving to death and we're just scarfing it down. So that's one thing. If you have a food intolerance, that could be another thing. If you're not getting enough water to flush the food for you to pass it. Um, it's, it's so many things that hormones for women, it's us, hormones, <laughs> our hormone levels, um, but stress, yeah. So um, it is, a, you know, it is a saying that they tell women, don't work out during your period because it really won't be beneficial for you. Wow. But yeah, but for me, I still work out. Um, I think it, it does help with like the cramps or whatever it helps minimize my cramps and you're sweating at the same time but you're already holding water weight from being on your period right so um you know i i would say if you do what you do if you want to work out work out if you want to place out your period wait for it but mm -hmm. that is you know what i personally do i'll still work out but i won't do the sauna though but don't feel bad about it right because no, a, a lot of times we <clears throat> mental thing right so a lot of times with the working out people get real hard on themselves for missing that day or maybe they're on their period so they don't go so now they feel like oh man i missed the week or and then they start to really think badly about themselves for missing do you think that that also contributes to the weight gain or whatever because 
Now, mentally, you're in a sadder pace just for the simple fact that you didn't go to the gym. Yeah, because now you just added more stress and worry onto you that doesn't even matter. It's like, OK, you missed a week and, you know, it's OK. Your, your body needs to rest. We don't need to be working out seven days a week. It's right. OK for you to do two, three, four, five days a week. Your body needs rest. And one thing about us, we don't know how to rest. We go, 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 go. We're not sleeping the accurate amount of hours of sleep that's necessary. Most people get like a couple hours, three hours, four hours. You need at least seven to eight hours of sleep to really be restful. Give your body time to reset. Let those organs rest that you have been working all day long. And then, you know, your digestive system has a break. It's able to make it because I don't know if you've noticed. You wake up in the morning, your stomach flat and you're like, well, dang, <laughs> okay. And that's all because you let your digest digestive system just take a break and rest and do what it does. And okay. your kidneys and your livers, yeah. Oh, good to know because I have noticed that I wake up and be like, oh, I look really, really slim today. <laughs> and then by the end of the day, I'm like, what happened? Look like I feel like five pounds or something. But that's good to know because um I, I, I do do my best to get adequate sleep. I have that sleep schedule my phone turns over at a certain time and all of that so I can get some sleep. Um, but that is really good to know in order to re really rest and recover and to forgive myself if I miss a day or two. Yes. And forgive <laughs> yourself because I'm telling you, if you do not rest, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but it happened to me and some people I know, if you don't rest, your body will shut down. Literally, you will hit hard and you like well I can't move I can't get up I can't do anything because your body said oh you didn't do it so I'm gonna do it for you I'm gonna do it for you right yes. right and it can come out in so many different ways so you just never know like it comes it could come out in disease they call it right like mm -hmm. like some form of your your body's no longer at ease so it it, it starts yeah. showing in those physical signs so yes. absolutely so talk to us about some of the things that you've been through, because I know you have a book called Release the Trauma, Release yes. My Trauma. So I, I know that there's a, a lot behind that story about what it was that you had to release in order to be able to put yourself in a space where mentally and physically and all of that, that you could be who you are today and help others to get through their situations. Um, so how did you make it through those times? Oh, <laughs> It it was honestly hard. I lost my dad at six. Um, and I was a daddy's girl. I'm still a daddy's girl, even though he's not here. I was a daddy's girl. You know, your parents are your first love. You learn love from your parents. And when he died, it was literally like somebody just ripped the rug from under my feet. So it was kind of that fear of, well, is my mom going to die too? Is, you know, and then where am I going to go? And then, you know, who's going to take care of me and my sister? And it was definitely that fear, um, being molested um, for years and, you know, not being heard and just those things. Um, and it was that grief. It was abandonment. It was those control issues. It was, the lack of commitment because it was like getting into relationships. Um, it was that fear that you're, something's going to happen. Either you're going to die, you're going to leave. <laughs> it's not going to work. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. So 
I'm going to control this outcome. I'm going to mm. put you in a friend zone, even though we kind of in a relationship, we're dealing with each other, but you, it's safe over here because it won't hurt that much. Um, so that's what I did. And, you know, you start looking at jobs, um, jobs I had were everything, relationships, jobs, they all mirrored me. Oh, wow. They mirrored my brokenness. They mirrored my hurt. It mirrored my pain. It was chaotic. It was no commitment there. It was just so much mess. Mm -hmm. And that was my life. My my life was messy. Um, you know, I, I recently learned that working on healing from money trauma because I didn't realize that um, the person that was molesting me was giving me money. So, of course, you're going to have a negative relationship with money because that was your first relationship with money. So my relationship was I got to get rid of it. I got to get rid of it because it it was given to me in a not safe situation. So I, you know, you learn so much about yourself. Um, was sexually assaulted in 2007, um, dealing with multiple car accidents. And it was just like, wow. So my that was my first experience going to therapy was 2007. But in that therapy, you just honestly focus on the sexual assault. You don't focus on all the past other traumas that you've experienced in life. And that was, you know, it was a revelation because I didn't realize some behaviors from being molested I was carrying over in relationships because I was like a sex addict. I wanted sex all the time. I need to be touched in that area because I have been touched in that area since I was a baby. So it was like, you know, I had exes say, all you want to do is have sex. And I'm like, okay, what's the problem? <laughs> why, why don't you want that? So I started to realize, oh, well, that stemmed from that. Mm. And just starting to understand how everything tied in together from my past and how I was bringing it over. Because the thing of it is, most of us don't realize that we are stuck at a certain age and we're operating at that age. So mm -hmm. I was operating at a six and seven year old trying to be an adult. And it was like, I don't, I don't know what, what I'm doing. I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to a retreat in Bali and 2019, uh, one of my friends invited me. And when I say that changed my life, it changed my life. Um, that's how I found out about the abandonment issues because you never really connect grief to being abandoned. Right. You just look at it as somebody died, but no, it is a form of abandonment. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, learning about that, learning about my emotional disconnect, learning about my inability to be vulnerable and open at the time. And it was like, Oh, wow. It was like that awakening moment. Like, okay, well, yeah, all this is true. So um, I had actually got my certification in 2019 as a health and wellness coach. And it was like, all right, I, I, I get it because the facilitator was saying, you know what you do? Because mm -hmm. at the time I was a disease control specialist at the health department and most of the clients were women. And I worked in STIs and HIV and AIDS and most of them, you know, and I was like, 
thing. I've been doing this for health coaching for years. Even before I was a health coach, I was a personal trainer. So um, I worked in mental health as a case manager. I was like, I've been doing this for years. Like what? <laughs> like, let me do it on my own and get paid for it. So um, it is something that, you know, I learned and, you know, I had to look at and forgive my mom um, because she did the best she could. She was a widow mom of two girls and she did the best she could with the skills that she had. Like, I don't, I don't know what her upbringing looked like, but you know, sometimes you have to look at what she did and how she did it because she made sure we were taken care of. We had the best of the best. She went without to make sure my sister and I had it. Um, you know, sometimes you have to look at that. And I think I was so caught up in the past on all the negative stuff where I forgot that, oh, well, that's that was the introduction introduction of fitness was my mom. You know, we used to walk around the track in the neighborhood and we would work out to Richard Simmons, uh, sweating to the oldies. <laughs> And then, you know, we would pull the trash down on Tuesday and she'd like race you back to the house. And, you know, we run back to the house. So it was like, oh, wow. You know, you forget all that because you block it out because you're so focused on they did this and they did that. And it was this and it was that that you let go of. Wow. Well, this is the person that introduced me to this. Well, this is the person that showed me this. Right. Right. You start to really see that things are happening for you, not just to you. Right. right. Yes, because it seems like from everything you're saying that you've you've been on your path this entire time, despite all the challenges and all the what appear to be setbacks, you've been on this journey to become who you are today. And I know it sounds cliche, but no, but literally you have been on this, and it's not till you have those this those aha moments. We're like, oh man, I'm been, right. <laughs> I've been this, I've been that. I was already doing this. And then, and and I do that with my clients when I take them through their brand coaching journey, because a lot of times, like you're saying, you don't know that you already are the expert, right? We are all our own experts in our lives, right? So you don't realize that you are already experts in certain areas of the career that you're trying to establish or the industry until you start telling yourself those stories and trying to reach back and realize the accolades and different things that you've done that help put you there. So I think it's really great that you were able to do that on your own to be able to see and have those moments and realize that those experiences added credibility to who you are today and to the, the area and the work that you do, because we can go get all the degrees we want, right? We can oh, go to yeah. class, we can listen to someone and listen to them talk, but life really is the best and worst teacher at the same time. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Cause I used to question guys like, why'd you take my dad? Why are you allowing me to be molested? Why, 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 why all this stuff is happening? But then you, you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, well, you were preparing me to be a testimony for so many people to help them on their journey of that they may not be as successful as I am to overcome and evolve from it or whatever, because there's a lot of women that's still struggling or they feel like they have to give their bodies up because that's what they were introduced to are, you know, alcohol, drugs, and so many things, obesity, so many things that women and also some men, because I've had men contact me and say, Hey, I got your book. It was life-changing. I was molested as a child. And I was just like, you know, blown. I was like, 
oh wow, men are buying my book. But it was like, you know, and those are more embarrassing because it's swept under the rug because they're like, well, I don't want anybody to think that I'm gay or mm-hmm. I don't want this and I don't want that. And it's like, well, you were a child. So come on. <laughs> right, right. And that's why it's important to know, to identify the trauma and then learn how to release it. And right. the, the name of your book is Releasing My Trauma, The Root of Self-Sabotage. Yes. So the root of self-sabotage, let's talk about that part of the 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 book because I know we talked about releasing the trauma but let's talk about the root of self-sabotage what does that piece mean and why did you feel that that was a great subtitle so the root is you have to figure out where it stemmed from because the root is at the bottom and it grows into a tree or a plant or whatever and you have to figure out where did this foundation dug in this dirt where did it come from So that was the thing for me. It was like, this was the root of everything that created the person that I was at that time and what was instilled in me. And from those roots, I was sabotaging myself. You know, I was anorexic. um, I was suicidal. I was dealing with depression. It was, you know, I was... um, Permissionless. I was like, okay, the guys want relationships. And I'm like... No, this is supposed to be a one night stand. Like, I don't understand <laughs> why this isn't a one night stand. So um, I'm laughing at it because I can laugh at it now because I did it. Right. But it was the sabotaging behaviors. Like, um, I would get upset at something from a job and I would quit immediately because I was like, nope, not going to be here anymore. Didn't have anything else. But those were, you know, sabotaging behaviors because, again, I was a six, seven-year-old throwing a tantrum <laughs> when things weren't going the way I wanted it to go. Right, right. Because you did say um, we we stopped <clears throat> a certain age. Of, and you see that traumatic age, that, that age where that trauma happens. So if you don't learn to release that trauma, you can't mature past that stage because you're stuck right. there. Right. 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 So some of the ways, because I, I, I'm sure in, in the book, you also address self-love and self-care. So when it comes to getting past that self-sabotage stage and kind of allowing yourself to grow up, I'm sure you have to learn to love yourself more, forgive yourself, be nice to yourself, and then go on that journey of self-love and such. What was that like for you? So honestly, that started after um, my experience at Bali and after um, I'm still pouring into myself for self-love and um, self-care and self-wellness. Because I think when most people think about resting, they think, oh, and I mean, it is rest, but they think sleeping is rest. It is rest. But resting is really taking that time to check in with yourself that stillness, that quietness, to connect with yourself, to connect to God, to connect to the universe, to see, okay, and to get that clarity. And you can't, you know, I mean, God does talk to you in your sleep. He talks to me a lot in my sleep and he tells me things I need to do. So not saying that's not possible, but just having that time to check out, no cell phone, no social media, no TV, no nothing. You turn everything outside off. And it's just you connecting with you. So that's what that looks like. Um, I did it in February. I took 10 days. I didn't talk to anybody. 
And I just got so much clarity and so much peace during that time. Yeah, that's amazing because um, with so much <clears throat> broadcasting happening, there's TV, there's social media, there's everything. Everywhere you go, there's things being thrown at you. Um, it's it's kind of hard to hear your own thoughts or to to even know if the thoughts you're hearing are your own because it's stuff that you're just taking in, taking in, taking in. So being able to disconnect and just kind of purge a bit and just kind of let some of those things kind of die out just so you can hear like yourself and hear what your thoughts really are, become a little bit more self-aware and recognize your own voice, right? Mm -hmm. Learning, learning when you Mm -hmm. talk, like, oh, that was me. (laughs) And then you start, yeah, you start questioning yourself when you see social media, you start seeing somebody's body type and you're like, well, my body's not like that. And I want to be like that. Or, you know, you see something negative and then your mind goes into a negative space and it just spews all over your body. And you wonder why you got attitude because you just watch something negative on social media. So you got to, you know, you got to check out, um, you know, especially it was so many deaths early on in the year. And I was like, OK, this is too much because, I mean, I hate that they passed away, but it becomes too much because it starts to affect you mentally and physically and emotionally. Even though you may not know the person, it's just like, OK, this is too much. Right. Absolutely. And you can't you can't get <laughs> enough to make someone feel well. You can't get poor enough to make someone else feel rich. So, I mean, the best you can do for this world and the world around you is be the best version of yourself that you can be right. and let others see that because then they they know they can do it, too. That's the best way you can help others by helping yourself. I always say that putting yourself first is the best gift <laughs> you can give not only to yourself, but to those around you, because when you're full, then you can overflow and give to those who are around you. Yes. And I mean, that looks so good. And I think that we as women, we have the the hardest time because we feel bad that we're being selfish for us. And we feel like, well, no, no, because I got the kids. I got this and I got that. Okay, when them kids go to bed, guess what? That's your time. If the house is a mess, let it be a mess and have that time for you and go back tomorrow and clean it. And that's something that we have been so programmed that it got to be now. It got to be now. It got to be now. Everything does not have to be now. Right. It's not that serious. Yeah. <laughs> not that serious. If somebody breaking your house, they'll trip over the toys. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> right. So how does someone get your book? Where can we access it? So I just... Googled myself yesterday and I saw it's on Walmart and eBay. And I was like, I didn't even know that. But um, Walmart, eBay, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Google Play, um, Apple, Ingrams. And I'm sure if you Google it, you can find it at places that I didn't even know it was at. So that that was kind of funny to me. But yeah, so it's called Releasing My Trauma, The Root of Self-Sabotage. Um it is a short read, but it is a good read. I mean, it definitely will, you know, change your life um, and make you think about things in a different light. Awesome. Awesome. And I know it's also available on your website, it which is, is. singleton.com. That's L-A-J-U-N-E-S-I-N-G-L-E-T-O-N.com. Yep, and I will autograph autograph it and send it to you. Oh, awesome. So if they, if they get it from the website, you'll be able to autograph it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, so go to the website, <laughs> com. click on book, 
and then you'll be able to see more information about the recently released memoir, Releasing My Trauma, The Root of Self-Sabotage by Lejeune Singleton. And yes. they should you an autographed copy. Yes. Just so you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lejeune, for being with us today. Thank you for what it is that you do for yourself first as well as for everyone else that you serve and that you help, because um, I, I really truly believe that what you're doing in terms of creating that ecosystem where they can work on their body, work on their mind, and be able to just understand the way that they help and support each other um, and how to forgive each, yourself. Because man, these trainers out here will have you thinking you are the worst person yeah. in the session. <laughs> no, because that is something I've had a trainer like that where I had just um, got over pneumonia and he was and I'm struggling to breathe and he's like, suck it up, suck it up. And I'm like, oh, OK. So I am not that type of trainer. I'm literally like I'm observing my clients and I'm like, you OK? It was hurting. What's what's off? Because I can feel something's off and, you know, they'll typically say what it is. And I'll tell them, please tell me what's hurting because I don't know what, you know, I can alter your exercise to something else, but just communicate that with me. Um, so that's what we do. <laughs> I, I believe pain is there for a reason. It signals to your brain. Something is wrong here. Something is yeah. in this area right here. Something is wrong. And you should listen to your body. It goes back to just being silent and just listening and not trying to beat everyone else in this world for no reason. It's like, who are you competing against? And for what? Yeah, but some trainers will say, oh, well, the pain is good. No, pain is not good if you can't walk to your car or you can't, you know, operate the next day if I'm not seeing you. So right. don't, the pain is not, it's not supposed to be excruciating. So keep that in mind. It is, if you haven't worked out, yeah, your abs are going to hurt. But just think oh, about. It's, it's not pain. like Right. Yeah, like a radiant. Yeah, it's, it's more of a discomfort. It's not like, okay, if I ask you, hey, on a scale of one to 10 and you telling me it's like a hundred, no, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for caring about person as well as their body during the process. I think that's a very important part of, of learning your body, learning what works for you and learning how to listen to your body, listen to yourself, listen to your mind, because um, just listening to more people broadcasting, because that's a trainer screaming at you is another form of broadcasting. And you're not listening to your own voice and your own body who's, that's telling you, no, this is not good. Let's stop. And you're like, no, I'm gonna keep going because the trainer's yelling at you. So Learning how to respect yourself, respect your body, respect your voice, I think is really important. And setting those boundaries because that's the boundary right there. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Setting those boundaries. I really like that message. Set your boundaries even when it comes to that health space, when it comes to working out and stuff. Because, man, we'll, we'll push ourselves to the limits and then regret it. Yeah. <laughs> and you regret when you can't do it the next day or in two days or the next week because now you got to recover because, you know, your shoulder, your back, your knee or something or your ankle is out of whack. So, yeah. And if you want to be trained by Lejeune, do we go to the website as well? And you do. You go to um, LejeuneSingleton.com um, for health coaching, nutritional coaching. Um, I do have like packages if you want um, health coaching. 
I also involved in nutritional coaching because sometimes the health coaching, it is more nutritional of what you're eating. And then I will throw in, um, depending on the package you get, like a uh, free personal training for each month. Um, the personal training, either you can get the nutritional coaching in a package or health coaching, whichever choice you choose. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. And again, you could go to LeJuinson.com, <laughs> click on services and book today. So you can yes. be able to be trained by LeJuinson. So you can have some muscles. <laughs> yes. Yes. And muscles. <laughs> and mindset and for yeah, mindset. And mindset and good nutrition because fitness is only 20%. Mindset and nutrition is 80%. So keep yeah. that in mind. Absolutely. Thank you again, Lejeune. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, sharing your story, um, because I know it's not always easy to tell that story because it takes you back there. So thank you for um, reaching back and helping us to know that it's okay to reach back because we are still present in ourselves and we could get back to who we are um, and leave that young traumatic stage behind. Um, yeah, just relief. don't live there. Just don't live there no more. You, you moved. You don't even live at that address. That address has been demolished and torn down. So just continue to say that to yourself. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone, again, that was LeJune Singleton on Leaders on the Rise. Thank you again and tune in next time. Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag leaders on the rise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, pierrebrandygroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.